edition of the Lancet Digital Health Podcast. I'm Christina Wayman, and I'm joined today by founder and CEO of the FH Foundation, Catherine Wellman, and Kelly Myers, who's the first author on their manuscript published today, Precision Screening for Familial Hypercholesterolemia, a Machine Learning Study Applied to Electronic Health and Counter Data. Hello. Hi. Good morning. So before we get started, for some context for our readers, I'd like to ask you a little bit more about familial hypercholesterolemia, what it is and why is it important to study? Why did you take on this research question? Familial hypercholesterolemia is actually a very common genetic disorder that leads to early cardiovascular disease, but it's highly underdiagnosed. About 90% of individuals who are born with this metabolic disorder go unrecognized in the healthcare system until they actually have a cardiovascular event or sometimes they're never recognized even after death. And we know these individuals are up to 20 times at risk for heart disease if left untreated. And so the FH Foundation decided to embark on an effort to train and build and apply artificial intelligence, machine learning, specifically to see if we could find and identify these individuals with probable FH that weren't being recognized in the normal process of care. So it's really a a meaningful application of artificial intelligence. It's funny, Christina, I read in the New York Times yesterday that now there's been a successful study to show that artificial intelligence, machine learning can actually solve a Rubik's Cube, but what good is that? This is an application of machine learning that has the opportunity to really save lives because if individuals are found and treated early, they can live up to 20 years longer than they would without treatment. That's really fascinating. And so that really gives us a really great platform in which to dive into some of the specifics. Kelly, would it be possible for you to give us an overview of your key research strategy and why you used a machine learning approach? Find a phage. Uh, represents a cutting-edge tool that leverages, you know, machine learning and big data to address this number one problem with familial hypercholesterolemia, lack of diagnosis. This study makes the promise of precision screening a reality by dramatically reducing the number of individuals who would need to be screened for FH in the general population from about 2,000 to find eight individuals to as few as screening 10 people to find those same eight individuals. So it, it gives the healthcare system an opportunity to use precision screening in a highly leveraged way. And that's through training the model in patients who are already likely to have familial hypercholesterolemia? Yes. And and in fact, when we started this initiative, there was not an ICD-10 code for FH. So we partnered with four major health systems, uh, Penn Medicine, Stanford, Ohio State University, and Geisinger to identify about a thousand true positive individuals who had been diagnosed by an FH expert. Um, And from those same institutions, we also received data on about 80,000 individuals who were believed not to have FH. And from the patterns of both individuals with FH uh, and individuals who likely do not have FH, that is the data set that the machine learning algorithm trained on to, to, to learn how to differentiate FH from 
hypercholesterolemia in general. And this technology is particularly good at finding individuals that hide in plain sight at scale. We've operated the algorithm on data sets as large as 272 million individuals are uh, as specific as an individual health system with as few as 170,000 individuals. So, um, Catherine, you mentioned earlier that the, the prevalence of FH is 1 in 250, but I note that in your methods, you apply a ratio of 1 to 71. Why is this, and how do you think this might affect the generalizability of your findings? Well, we used um, a cohort that actually already had cardiovascular disease or were being treated to prevent cardiovascular disease. So not only were we trying to find a needle in a haystack, but we were trying to find a needle in a stack of needles. This actually made it much more challenging because we were dealing with individuals that would look more like others with familial hypercholesterolemia. But when we applied the machine learning model both to healthcare and counter data and at a health system, we found that it performed very well in terms of the diagnostic criteria, so with about an 80% precision. So it was a way of actually making it more challenging for the model to learn to differentiate probable FH from other individuals with cardiovascular disease or being treated to prevent cardiovascular disease. You've already kind of touched upon some of your findings there, but if you could go into a little bit more detail about what those findings were and and how you see this tool being taken up in practice, I think that would be really interesting. The model had about 75 features in it, and some of the features of of the model would make complete sense to a clinician, i.e., what was an individual's lipid values? What was their age? Did they have early cardiovascular disease? And the model also was able to nuance some of that information in a way that makes it um, problematic on a case-by-case basis. In other words, the model would look at what a lipid value was, however, it would look at it given the therapy that they were on. So uh, individuals with a recalcitrant lipid value, despite whatever level of lipid-lowering therapy they were on, became a very strong signal uh, for the model. The model also identified features that a clinician wouldn't necessarily resonate with. Uh, In other words, how many different lipid-lowering therapies had the patient been tried on? Um, How many different physicians had they seen for the uh, same problem? These features we call velocity metrics, and they tended to have an impact on the outcome as well. And when you put all of these together, it identifies both a clinical phenotype for the individual with FH, but it also has markers of how that individual is progressing through the healthcare system. That's really interesting. And you can almost call them healthcare mapping rather than, you know, your clinical features and your, your healthcare mapped features. Um, I note that you used a national healthcare data set from one of the healthcare providers. Do you think this is then able to be applied across other healthcare providers as well? Uh, it, we, we do. In fact, uh, the FH Foundation is currently partnering uh, with four health systems and we're looking to partner with two new additional health systems 
to implement the finding of the model. Um, so we've applied the model to a national healthcare encounter data set, and we've also applied the model to currently uh, three other uh, healthcare institutions data set, and we're going to be adding three additional uh, healthcare systems. So the model is showing, to, is proving to be robust despite the type of data that it's being applied to and across different health systems and different type of health systems, whether they be academically based health systems or community based health systems as well. So these initial findings are very encouraging to us. I think what's important too is that we see that it always requires both human engagement and the application of the model because we were able to identify in the United States the probable 1.3 individuals with familial hypercholesterolemia. One of the next big lifts is how do you engage these healthcare providers to actually screen these individuals who may have FH or um, are at high risk. So I just think it's interesting to note for your listeners that this model is performing with, with really exciting accuracy in different systems and with different kinds of data, but it still requires some of the heavy lift to bring patients into care, and that's another aspect of the work that we're really excited about. Catherine, that's really interesting that you bring that up. Part of your model is the incorporation of the tool into the clinician's workflow and then being able to communicate with patients who have potential FH and to to get them tested. I'm really curious as to how clinicians received this this tool and um, whether they will be able to take this up in the future. You know, honestly, it was received with with mixed <clears throat> results depending on whether it was a specialist like a cardiologist or a primary care physician. They're all very busy, but what we were able to do is work with health system leadership to give a little context before we return the results to this underlying issue of familial hypercholesterolemia as a common condition, which is highly underdiagnosed, for which there is a lot that can be done to manage it successfully. And with kind of tilling the soil, as it were, with the health system leadership, and then returning the results and saying, and we think that you may have 10 individuals within your practice that warrant further screening because they look like they have a high probability of having this genetic condition and could be and need to be treated appropriately, then the reception was much better. And so that was exciting to learn about what it requires for successful implementation. That's really interesting. So it's also partly about how you phrase it to the clinicians in order to, to, to get the feedback to them and to obviously um, the patients at the, at the end. It's almost a bit of psychology. (laughs) (laughs) We need their (laughs) buy-in. How do you see this tool being taken up into practice and the effects on individuals who potentially have FH? The find FH model alone will not lead to diagnosis of a single individual nor an individual being brought into care. The FH Foundation, since day one, has been determined to make sure that the results of this model 
were acted on. And so as important as the model is and, and as encouraged as we are by the results of the model thus far, we feel that it's extremely important that the FH Foundation and health systems and individual health providers partner uh, to act on the information so that these individuals can be screened, diagnosed, and, and brought into care. I think as an academic exercise and a prototype for how machine learning can be applied in a meaningful way in healthcare, um, this is a very exciting study. I think, as Kelly said, what we're perhaps even more excited about is that we think that it can actually change um, the lives of millions of people around the world. There are 34 million people around the world who have familial hypercholesterolemia and over a million here in the United States. And we have additional health systems who as, are interested in applying this model. And we think it could dramatically accelerate the rate of diagnosis of this condition. It's been a real pleasure talking with you both today. Thank you so much for joining me for the podcast. You can read Kelly Myers and Catherine Willeman's paper online now at The Lancet Digital Health. Thank you for listening and thank you both so much for your time today. Thank you, Christina. Thank you very much. Thank you.